Him with me. Lift your voice and give him honor right now. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Lord, of my highest praise. That's my purpose tonight, Lord. I've come into this sanctuary to praise you. I've come here tonight, Lord, to exalt you and lift your name and magnify. Oh, yes, Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy of our praise tonight, Lord. You're worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. There's a sweet spirit of the Lord in this place tonight. It's like coming in to your parents' home and sitting down at the table, being able to relax and just enjoy being at home. You don't feel that way when you go to someone else's house because you don't know what their rules are and you don't know what their expectations are. But at mom's house, at dad's house, you can take your shoes off and you can lay back in the chair and relax. You don't have to watch all of your P's and Q's. Amen. It's good to be able to come into Daddy's house and feel the comfort of His presence and to feel the touch of His hand. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless all of you. Amen. Somebody said amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you will, for a few moments to the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Begin reading in verse number 9. Again, let me say how thankful I am for our guest tonight. Church family, make sure you get out of the way and get by to see them before they leave service tonight. Make them feel welcome at Greater Life Church. I hope the presence of the Lord has already made them feel that way. But we want them to know that we appreciate them being here. First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse number 9. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. And enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Amen. Such a short glimpse of a man, and yet so much is said. 
I want to talk to you for just a few moments tonight from the subject where there's a will, there's a way. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Some men's history is written in chapters and volumes. There are history books that are filled with the exploits of men who have impacted our world. And they, their names come easily to the lips of any historian. We think of the Caesars and we think of those who have ruled the world, Napoleon and many others that have made their presence in the world known. So much so that when men begin to write about them, there are volumes and volumes of books that are written concerning various heroes of our time. Others, their life is written in simple lines, and yet they tell such wonderful stories. And so it is with our subject tonight. Only two short verses that begin and end our visitation with this man named Jabez. And yet in this momentary glimpse of his life, there is a light that shines brilliantly and defines certain things that are essential for life. His life is a light that appears only for a moment, but it is brilliant. And it leaves behind a lesson and lessons that are worth remembering. Jabez, the name itself, speaks much of his heritage. It literally means he causes me pain. I, I know that childbirth for a woman is a very painful experience. I've never had that experience, but Carol Burnett said that if a man wanted to understand what childbirth was like, if she would, he would just take his bottom lip and pull it up over the top of his head, he would begin to understand the pains of childbirth. I've never done that. I don't intend to do that, but I do know I've been around long enough to know that bearing children is a painful experience. But I don't know any mother, no matter the pain, that looks at their child once it is born, considering that pain. The Bible says that that pain is forgotten for the joy that has come. But for Jabez, there was something that was so wrong with the life of his mother and the fact that his father was not even mentioned uh, leaves us to speculate what might have happened. There was only one reason why a man's name would be dropped out of the lineage of his people, and that was if he had shamed his family and his nationality. His name would have been stricken from the record, and he would have been forgotten. I don't know, perhaps Jabez's father had been a man of ill repute. I, I don't know. But there is no mention of his father, only of his mother. And I understand from just the few words that are mentioned that 
this experience in her life was so painful and so troubling that she labeled this boy, she put a name on him that would carry through life, reminding everyone everywhere he went of his beginning. He causes me pain. He was born under a cloud, perhaps from disgrace or some other family problem. It was the low point of this particular family. And even his mother had taken no pride in him by naming him Jabez. It is so interesting when I begin to read this again and look at the story, how often it is in life that we go through bitter experiences and we have a tendency to pass that on to our children. How unfair it is that our children should have to bear the bitterness of our experience. How sad it is for parents that go through trying times instead of shielding their kids and protecting them they pass on the bitterness of life to their children and so now there are two generations that are messed up and so she had tried to pass along her bitterness to Jabez and she did that by giving him a name that he could never get away from he could never wipe that from the record it indicated the discouraging conditions under which he was birthed but labels are just labels and life has a tendency to label all of us at some point or other there's not a one of us that is not going to encounter things in life that would like to put a name on us and many are the labels that life puts on people Losers and broken and hurt and disillusioned. And there are many others that you probably could think of of your own that people have tried to pass off on you or someone else that you know. And so it was with Jabez. Life had tried to label him. And it has tried to label some of you sitting here. There are many of you that have come out of difficult circumstances and your road to where you are today has been up the rough side of the mountain. You haven't had the pleasure of an easy life, but you've had to fight for everything that you have. You've had uh, perhaps a difficult background, parents that were not encouraging and, and family members that are not supportive of you. And yet in spite of all of that, you are a witness tonight of the truth of Jabez's story that you can outlive any label that anybody tries to put on you. You don't have to settle for what life tries to call you. You're better than that name and you're better than those circumstances. And Jabez one day woke up and realized, you know what? I refuse to live another day under this label that my mother has put on me. And he prayed. He went to God and he began to seek the help of God and the Bible said that he called on the God of Israel. The first time I read that, 
I read it in the context that he called on the God of Israel, the people, the children of Israel, the God who had seen them through the Red Sea and brought them out of Egyptian bondage, the the God who had provided manna in the wilderness and water out of a rock. And I saw the God who overshadowed them as a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. But when I really got to reading it again and looked at it again, I realized that he was not talking about Israel the nation, but Israel the man, the man that we better know as Jacob. And so this man Jabez calls on the God of Israel or the God of Jacob. I don't know if that means anything to you, but somehow... I got the feeling that when Jabez started going back through his family lineage and history, he went to his father and he said, no, I don't want to be like him. And maybe he went to his grandfather and said, no, I don't want to be like him either. And and he went past that back into the history of his family. But he couldn't find anybody that he could identify with. They were either favored and had more or they were of such poor lineage that he didn't want to be represented by them. But he kept going back until he found a man and said, ah, that's my kind of guy right there. That's the man I want to identify with. God, if you could take a worm, if you could take a snake, if you could take a supplanter, if you could take a deceiver and a liar and a cheat, and you could turn him around and turn his life into a prince with power, then if you could do that for him, then certainly you can help this man get out from under the label that he's been living under all of his life. And so he called on the name of the God of Israel. You know, folks, it's important to know who you want to be like. Hallelujah. It's important to know who you want to be identified with. And there there are some people in my lineage that I don't know that I want to stay always connected to. I I think somewhere back in the lineage of the Hughes family, there's some bootleggers. And and I think somewhere back in the lineage of our family, they said we're kin to John Wayne. That's not too bad, but John Wayne didn't believe in God and tried to talk Billy Graham out of preaching the gospel. He told Billy Graham, he said, you'll never make a penny doing that. Why don't you come and let me help you become a man that will be known around the world? You know what happened to him? He died of cancer. He died a life of misery. But Billy Graham, as far as I know, he's done so many wonderful things around the world. The half has not been told of the influence of that man. I'm here to tell you tonight, you've got to decide who you want to identify with and who you want to be connected to. And when you get that clear in your mind, you can get out from under any kind of label that people try to put on your life. Amen. Jabez said, I'm tired of being called a loser. I'm tired of being associated with that pain. And so he went to the God of Israel. He realized that the key to life does not lie in the visible, 
or what he could see, but in the invisible reality of God. And he discovered that the real key to life does not lie in what has happened to me, but it is in what I do with what happens to me. That's the key to life. And what you do with what happens to you is the key to whether you remain a loser or you outlive that name and rise above it. Who your parents are doesn't matter. What your background is doesn't matter. It's not about where you came from tonight. It's about where you want to go. Hallelujah. Oh, listen to me tonight. I don't care where you started. I'm here to tell you that you're in a place tonight that can help you get pointed in a direction where you will finish on the right side and you'll finish on the winning team. And somebody said, hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise right now. See, the key to life is in who you stand before. And he stood before God, the God of Israel. He said, I'm going to climb out of this hole. I'm going to climb out of these conditions. And I'm going to do something with my life by the help of God. And he found out that it's never too late to find life's best for you. It doesn't matter how you started. What matters is how you finish. And Jabez said, I want something better for my future. And so amid the sorry tale of his life, he cried out for God to deliver him. Deliver me from the negative influences of my surrounding. Deliver me from people around me that whisper that negativity. Deliver me from those that every time I take a step forward, they make it their job to try to knock me back three steps. Deliver me from those, God, that don't want to get out of the pit themselves and they don't want me to get out either. Deliver me from people, Lord, that are content being labeled losers and whiners and criers and broken and hurt and disillusioned. Deliver me from meaning and purposelessness and a life without any meaning to it. God, deliver me from those things. And when he began to pray that kind of prayer, God began to work. That's the kind of prayer that gets the attention of God. Limited by his beginnings. But you hear the language of a man who means to go on no matter what. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was a man that determined in his mind, I'm coming out of this. I refuse to get stuck in life. I refuse to live out the label that life has put on me. And he came out from under the shadow of a bad family scene. He came out from under that dark place. And he became a man that you and I can look up to. So much so that when you go over in a later portion of the book of Chronicles, you will find that there is a city that is named after Jabez. And it was a city that housed those who wrote 
Scripture and recorded the words of God. This man who came out from under a cloud and he came out from under all kind of labels. He rose up out of that miry pit and God made something of him so much so that now there's a city named after him. I don't know if that's what God will do for you, but I know this. If you want to get out, you can get out. If you want to get over something, you can get over something. If you want to get past something, you can get past it if you want to. Because where there's a will, there's a way. Amen. Where there's a will, there's a way. What I love about Jabez is that he was not satisfied with the label that life tried to put on him. How many times have I met people in life that were almost proud of the labels? They didn't say it in their words, but they said it in the way they acted and conducted themselves. They were happy carriers of such a moniker. But I want to be like Jabez. I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. I refuse to let something that happened back then label me for the rest of my life and limit me to what I can or cannot be. And so out of a dissatisfaction rose a hunger for something more. And out of that hunger, God was able to produce a miracle. And God, the Bible said, granted him all that he requested. Every word of his prayer was granted. Not a part of it, not a portion of it, but all of the words of his prayer. God granted him that which he requested. God gave him the desires of his heart because he refused to be satisfied with a label. I just wonder tonight without getting too personal and I know a lot of things about a lot of people and so I have to be careful when I'm preaching but I wonder what kind of label life has tried to put on you. I wonder how many of us tonight are battling under a cloud of some label that life has tried to stamp on us. I'm here to tell you that life can't give you a label that you can't outlive. Amen. 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 You can outlive the label. But you're going to have to be unsatisfied. You're going to have to get to the place where you get tired of that. And say enough is enough. Amen. Enough is enough. Say it with me. Enough is enough. I want something better. The second thing about Jabez that inspires me is that he refused to get stuck in the past. And oh my God, do I ever need to spend some time talking about that to you tonight. How Many times over and over and over and over and over again do I deal with people that when you boil all their problems down, it comes back to one simple thing. They are bound and stuck by something that happened back there. And they cannot get out of it. They don't want to get out of it. They don't want to get away from it. 
they like living in misery. I remember hearing a song, and it's not a, it's not a spiritual song by any means, but I wanted to come and sing it here at church a few times. Bonnie Raitt, she's not a, she's not a gospel artist, folks, but she sings a song, I don't want anything to change. I wish I had the words of it because it depicts the lives of some people I've known. They love their misery. They love their heartache. And I don't want anything to change because I've gotten used to living like this. I don't want anything to change. What a sad, pitiful life when there's a hope before every one of us when no matter what life has done to you no matter how life has labeled you no matter what you've gone through you can come out of it you can be better than that you can rise above it you can overcome it you are an overcomer but you are not going to overcome anything if you stay stuck in the past amen everybody say get behind me that's what you need to tell the past get behind me Amen. Get behind me. I'm going somewhere. And get unstuck from the past. Throw off the chains of those bad memories and throw off the chains of all of the, all of the hurt and all of the brokenness and all of the disappointments and the the disillusionment. Throw it off and stand up and say, you know what, God, if you could help Jacob become an Israel, And you can help Jabez become a man of honor. You can help me overcome these difficulties. That's why I love the story of Jabez. Because he refused to get stuck in the past. Not only that, but he was a forward-looking man. He had forward-looking eyes. He said, Lord... Bless me indeed. I want you to enlarge the tent that I live in and give me more property and a greater coastline. I am tired of the limitations. I'm tired of living in this little apartment house. I want a mansion. I want something more. It wasn't a selfish prayer of self-centeredness. It was just a hunger. When he realized the power of God and what God could do in his life, he said, hey, folks, I'm not going to be satisfied with an apartment above the garage when I can have a mansion. I want you to enlarge my coast. I want you to increase my house. I want you to bless me. Indeed, I want you to put your hand upon me. And he opened his eyes and he started looking ahead at what was before him. And what was before him was greater than what was behind him. My God, how many times have I told you that in this church in the years that I've preached to you that what is before us is greater than what is behind us. That's where we need to be looking this night before us. I have found out something simple in life and that is that you and I will never jump or move farther than we intend to. Now you may not jump as far as you intend to jump, but you're never going to jump beyond where you intended to jump. Somebody asked a great 
high jumper one time how he did it. He said, well, it's simple. He said, I just throw my mind over and my body follows. That sounds a whole lot easier than it is, but the truth is he was right about it. If you don't get your mind over it, you're not going to get your body over it. Did you hear me? If you don't get your mind over it, you're not going to get this over it. And you'll keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over and over because you don't ever get the mind right. If you want to get the body out, you've got to get the mind out. And if you get the mind out, you can get the body out. But you're never going to get the body out if the mind is still stuck back there. And so you've got to get your mind out. You've got to get your mind looking ahead. Your eyes lifted up for that which is before you. No one grows beyond the desires and the visions of their life. Nobody. Nobody jumps farther than you intend to jump. Nobody lives better than you intend to live. Somebody said, well, brother, you, I just wish life was a whole lot better than it was. You know what? I hate to tell you that you're probably living what you intend to live. Because if you get tired enough of living in misery, you can get out of it. You get tired of living in a hell, you can get out of that. If you get tired of living in misery, you can get out of that. If you get tired of living broken and beaten down and discouraged, you can get out of that. Jabez teaches me that no matter what your beginnings and no matter how limited they are, you can overcome those limitations and you can rise above whatever labels life tries to stick on you. You can overcome. Say it with me. I can overcome. You can come out of this. But you're going to have to get your eyes out of it first. Amen. You're going to have to get your eyes out of it first. Anybody remember when you first started driving? I mean, some of you shaking your head. No, you don't remember that. We got Alzheimer's setting in already on some of us. Anybody remember when you first started driving, you had a tendency to run off the road all the time? You had a hard time keeping it between the stripes? Anybody remember that? What was the first lesson that they told you about driving? You don't look here, you look there. Because your eyes are the window of your soul and they're going to take you where you want to go and if you're looking down you're going to veer off you're going to run you're going to get into trouble so they teach you immediately get your eyes out there on the horizon because that's where you're going that's where you want your car to go that's where you want to wind up and what some of us need to remember is what they taught us back then. If we want to get out of this, we got to get our eyes off of this. If we want to get over this, we got to get our eyes off of this. 
I'm just going to camp out here. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. You want to get better? Lift up your eyes. Look ahead. Look beyond the present moment and realize that God has the power to do anything that you need done in your life. That God has the power to bring the right people into your life and to bring you to the right place in your life. And there is nothing that is too hard for God. So you got to lift up your eyes and start looking ahead. And he began to look beyond where he was, what he was, whose he was. What they had tried to make him and say, God, I know I can be better than this. I know I can do better than this. I I know that I can overcome this. By your help, God, I want out of here. Amen. And God, God granted him every word of his prayer. But you have to, you got to have the same kind of Hunger and the same kind of desire. You've got to have the same kind of understanding. That if you want out, you're going to have to get your eyes out, your mind out. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. Praise God. I was thinking at the beginning of this new year what it was going to be like. And, and I, I hate to tell you what really went through my mind because it was a little bit negative. But I thought, you know what? There's some people that it won't matter if it's a new year or not. It won't matter that they've got 365 days or however many days this year has. It, it wouldn't matter if they had them served to them on a golden platter every morning by angels. They'd still wreck havoc and make a mess out of it. Because they have the same old mind that they had last year. And the same old mind is going to produce the same old thing. And I thought, God, if you could just help us to get our minds out. If you could help us to get our thinking out. Out of the box. Out beyond the limitations, out beyond the restrictions, out beyond the labels, out beyond all of the things that life tries to to bring us under the subjection of. If you could help us to get our mind out, I, I believe our bodies would come out. I believe our families would come out. I believe our finances would come out. I believe our our, our future would turn out better if we could just get our mind out. So Jabez got his mind out. Amen. Amen. He got his mind out.